Welcome to the High Prices Church Podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. Now, here's lead pastor, Chris Sestar. You'll just remain standing. Open your Bibles to the book of Philippians. It's in the New Testament, chapter 4. I want to read two verses. If you grew up in church, these verses will probably be familiar to you. If you didn't and you're newer to Christianity, these are two verses you want to grab a hold of because they'll help you in your walk with God. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And I've entitled this message today, Problems, Prayer, and Peace. And you'll see why in just a minute. The Apostle Paul wrote these words when he wrote to the church at Philippi, and he said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, you can't figure it out, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Is that a great word or what? How many glad for that promise in the Bible? All right, you've been sitting a while. You can be seated. Now, you know, we've been communicators. We like to try to come up with creative ways to, to, uh, to speak, and sometimes I just jump right into text, but I couldn't help but think about this and heard this recently that uh, a man called 911 and said, I've just been robbed. And the dispatcher said, boy, okay, uh, where did the robbery occur? And the man said, it happened uh, here at the uh, gas station. And uh, the dispatcher said, well, can you identify who it was that robbed you? He said, yes, it was pump number two. How many of y'all know we live in troubled times? We live in troubled times. And I wrote in my notes that right now our country is on a high, but it's not a good high. We've got high gas prices. We've got high inflation. We have high grocery prices. Right now, there's a high COVID uptick. I felt so bad. I feel bad today as a papaw because my, my baby, which is Evan's little boy, August, uh, tested positive for COVID. And he's at home, and he's just pitiful and miserable. And Leah sent me a picture. I don't know why, but she calls him Boo Boo. That's his nickname. And she just sent me a text before I came in with a picture that they sent. He just looked so pitiful. Elizabeth's holding him. She said, pray for boo-boo. And so I just had a word of prayer for him. But COVID shot back up again. And America is, is experiencing a, and exhibiting, I think, a, a disturbingly high level of immorality. That's a problem in our nation. I was going to say something a few weeks ago, but Disney has put out a movie called Lightyear. Have y'all Heard about it? Based on Buzz Lightyear. Don't go see it. Because there is a scene. And it's crazy. This is a cartoon movie. But there is a scene in it where two lesbians are kissing each other. Disney has fallen about as low as they can go, but they just keep falling, it seems. By the way, that movie has bombed at the box office. When is Hollywood and Disney going to learn that Americans are sick and tired of immorality well, I've already got in it already deep, haven't I? Our country's on a high. There's a high level of political unrest in our nation, a high level of social unrest in our nation. And even if we lived in a perfect world, we would still not be exempt from trouble. We would still experience marital strife, 
family discord, relational problems, health issues, financial troubles, or stress at work. It's just part of life. Being saved does not exempt you from the possibility of troubling times. And if you're young in the Lord, you've been saved for a while, it hasn't been very long, just let me tell you, just because you're saved doesn't mean that life's going to be wonderful all the time. Bad things do happen to good people. Bad things will happen to God's people. So don't get discouraged and don't throw in the towel. Be glad that you've got a God now that you can run to to help you through the bad times. So when we go through these troubling times that we're living in, there are two results among many, a lack of peace and a lot of worry. A lot of worry. And I think we all could say today that we're dealing with that. It takes just one piece of bad news, only one negative event in your life, one traumatic interruption to erode your peace and make you suddenly anxious. The Apostle Paul understood this. When we read these scriptures, sometimes we don't really get a grip of what's happening because we don't understand the context. So let me help you with the context. When Paul wrote this short little letter to the church at Philippi, he was not sitting in his lazy boy at home. He was sitting in a Roman jail. He didn't know if they were going to chop his head off and execute him. He didn't know what was going to happen. He was, he was sitting there still with the burden and the weight of all the churches that he had planted, hoping that they were going to be fine and were going to make it. He was worried and because there were false prophets and false teachers that wanted to infiltrate those churches and destroy them. The man had a lot on him. If any guy had a reason to worry, if any guy had a, a reason to be in turmoil and not feel at peace, it was Paul. And yet, he approaches this subject of worry, and here's what he says, probably to himself and to us. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm worried. Don't do that. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. That's what he said. Paul knew the dangers of worry. Worry is a weight to your heart. It's a weight to your mind. It pushes out peace. It pushes out happiness. It pushes out contentment. Proverbs 12.25 says, An anxious heart weighs a man down. Worry is a breeding ground for fear. The longer you worry about something, the greater the fear that you experience to the point of dread and desperation. And the crazy thing is, you feel overwhelmed with fear over something that hasn't even happened yet. You're just worried it's going to happen. And then worry will hinder your spiritual life. Because when fear comes in, faith goes out. you got to have one or the other. Anxiety gives you tunnel vision, causing you to see only the worst, and it gets your eyes off of God. And when you're in the middle of something that's worrisome, you want to have your eyes on God, because how I many of you know God is always bigger than whatever it is you're facing? So regardless of what you are facing, let me say something to you today to help you. God wants your spirit and your emotions and your mind free from worry. Did you hear what I just said? God wants you free from those things, from worry and turmoil. Why? Listen, this is so important. God cares about you. And he wants you to give full attention to him and to the things of God so you can experience the blessings of God. Even if you're in the middle of trouble, 
you can still experience God in the presence. As a matter of fact, you want to experience God in the presence of God. The things Isn't that awesome? It's not like you can only experience God when things are going good in life. You can experience his presence anywhere. So let me preach this text. Paul's solution is very simple, and I love the simplicity of the word of God. Though I love deep theology, I love simplicity. He says, replace your worry with prayer. You know, when I worry, I run my mouth. When I worry, I talk. Don't you? But he said, run your mouth to God, if you will. Talk to God. If you're going to talk to somebody, talk to God. But in everything, let me break this down. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Well, y'all stay with me and let me preach this text to you. Okay, so he said, but in everything by prayer. Greek word there means simply communing with God. It's pretty simple. But you know, it's not always the first thing we do, is it? It's not. Be honest. Usually the first thing I do is complain. Sometimes we cry. We fuss. We get on Facebook. We call a friend. We tell a family member. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with all that. But you need to drop on your knees at some point and take that worry to the Lord in prayer. That's what I'm trying to tell you is when you've done all that, then stop it and get on your knees and have a little talk with Jesus. Psalm 55:22 says, cast your cares on the Lord. That's praying. And he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. So pray. Then he adds a second kind of prayer. It's called supplication. But in everything by prayer and supplication. I love this word because it means earnest prayer. So he says, start praying, and then really start praying. Passionate prayer, fervent prayer. Get a little excited. Get a little emotional. I I know when I go through a troubling time, my prayer passion goes up. I get fervent. I get a little fire. I tell the Lord how I feel. I get emotional. Don't, Don't feel like you have to be stoic or cold or formalistic with God. Tell him how you feel. God, I'm worried, I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm apprehensive. God, I don't know what to do here. God, I can't sleep at night. God, this is wearing me down. Just tell him how you feel. Pray with some passion. You know that gets the heart of God? James said the effectual, passionate, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. One translation says it'll get the job done. So get a little fire in your prayer. But in everything that's trying to worry you with prayer and supplication, then he said, with thanksgiving. That's just giving gratitude to God, and I've tried to teach you this over and over through the years. Don't always thank God after he's done something for you. Learn how to walk in faith and thank him before he does something for you. In the middle of the trial and the problems and the worry, say, God, I love you, I praise you, I'm telling you, I feel your passion. And they'd say, but God, by faith, I thank you that you're going to take care of this. You're going to take care of me. You're going to bring me through. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, that's powerful. You just don't know what that will do to you in your mind and in your heart. Well, I'm about to tell you what it's going to do. So then you will know. Can I teach you something that's really cool? But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request, because that's all those are. Those are all forms of a request. Let your request, your prayers, 
be made known to God, and I love this, and I actually have this written because I write in my, my hard Bible, my hard copy Bible, Bible. I wrote a little note. Literally, it means uh, let your request be made known in the presence of God. In the presence of God. That's what it should say or could say. And when I think about being in the presence of God, I know, and, and Don just tried to exhort to us, that the presence of God goes with us everywhere we go. That glory she was talking about, you can experience it 24 hours a day, seven days a week because he's right here. He's filled this temple. But, y'all, there's something about coming to church, isn't there? There's something about coming in this place. The Bible says, thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary. And I know God can work anytime, anywhere, and I, I'm always banking on that. But there is something about when the people of God gather together and we come together as living stones to form a holy tabernacle or church, a spiritual church, and the Bible says then the Holy Spirit comes in, the presence of God comes in, and then that's why you feel what you feel right now. That's why miracles take place and sinners get saved and backsliders come home and people get filled with the Holy Ghost and lives are changed because of the presence and the power of God. Let me just tell you, when you're going through a hard time, get to church. I've seen something. In my 56 years of living on this earth, I've seen something, and I don't understand it. Time and again, I've encountered people connected with this church that are going through a difficulty, and the first thing they do is stop coming to church. I have never understood that, but I'm telling you, it happens all the time. And I think that it is a tool of the devil. It's an attack of the enemy that somehow convinces them in their weak state that you don't need to go to church. Just stay home. Just sleep in. Stay by yourself. Go someplace else. Go here. Go there. Whatever. But you don't need to go to church. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to talk to people. That's the worst thing in the world. You need to be around your family. You need to be in the presence of God. You need to talk to somebody. But I'll sit there and cry the whole service. Cry the whole service. You're not a robot. Get in here and cry. Let God work in you. And you'll leave here strengthened. Whatever the thing you think will happen that will be negative, it will be the opposite. Because there's something about the manifested presence of God. I'm just trying to teach y'all. Trying to help you not do what other people do. Let me give you a biblical example of this. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Ladies, there was a woman named Hannah that desperately wanted to have children, and she could not because she was barren. And, you know, they had a weird thing back then with polygamy, and her husband had another wife, and she could have children. So there were little kids running around, but they weren't Hannah's. And then to make it worse, her, her, the other woman kind of rubbed it in her face, and that made it even worse. And so one day, she went to the temple. you got to remember, it's the Old Testament. And her heart was heavy. She was weighed with worry and care. And she went in the temple, and she prayed. She did what Paul said to do. She was so burdened down, she couldn't even push out words. Y'all ever been there? where you don't even have the strength to just push out. You don't, you don't want to talk. And so she moved her lips. 
but there was no sound coming out. But she was talking with moving her lips. The high priest, the lead pastor, saw her. His spiritual state wasn't very good. He thought she was drunk. Went over and started chewing her out. How dare you come in here drunk? Get out of here. You're not supposed to be in here drunk. She said, oh, Lord, I'm not drunk. And she bared her heart to him and said, here's what's happening. Well, then he got real spiritual all of a sudden because he knew he'd sound like a fool. And he said, well, may the Lord hear your prayer and answer your prayer and bless you. So burdened, but she got in the presence of the Lord. You know what happened? How many of you ladies know the story of Hannah? Yeah, she went home and the Lord answered her prayer. She said, Lord, if you'll just give me a son, I'll give him back to you. It's funny. She didn't ask for a girl. She asked for a boy. She said, give me a son, and I'm going to give him back to you so he can serve in the temple. And you know what? God gave her a son, and she named him Samuel. Two books in the Bible with his name. She did pretty good, didn't she? But the Lord did it for her, didn't she? Didn't he? And, and he, and, and she had that child. She brought, weaned him. Got him old enough, brought him back, said, he's yours. They said, excuse me, he's yours. I'll bring him clothes, I'll take care of him. But here, I brought him to serve in the temple of the Lord, and that's what he did. And she took what God gave him, gave her and gave it back to him and let it go. Can you let go of what God gives you? Can you let it go? So he can give you more. Now I want to preach on tithing. She tithed her firstborn. I'm not making this stuff up. She tithed her firstborn. And she ended up, God blessed her and opened her womb, and she had multiple kids after that. God gave her a great big family. But she went to the temple. And she bared her soul in the presence of the Lord. What will happen if you do that? What will happen if you replace your worry with prayer? God has promised to give you peace. And I close with this part of the verse. Peace. And it's not just any peace. It's the peace of God. How many know if it's divine peace, it's, there's going to be something special about it, something supernatural about it, something long-lasting about it, something life-changing about it, something that will, will make a difference than anything else? Have you ever tried on your own to manufacture peace in the midst of trouble or worry? I have. Talk to people. Let them encourage you. Uh, had people say to me, it's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Okay, they said everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You tell yourself everything's going to be all right, but you don't know that. You don't know if everything's going to be all right. And then your temporary peace gets shattered the moment something happens and your worry flares right back up again because it's built on you trying to create it. But, y'all, there is a peace from God that's not like your peace. God-manufactured peace is different from man-manufactured peace, from self-manufactured peace. 
It is greater than your worries. It's greater than your anxieties. It's greater than your fears. It's greater than your trouble. It's supernatural peace. It's peace that says, listen to me, and I've tried to teach you this through the years. The good stuff preachers, pastors preach over and over again. It's a peace that says, yeah, God is in control and everything's going to be all right. If you can learn to say God is in control, you will then learn how to say everything is going to be all right. I learned this as a young man when I was pastoring and essentially still growing up in my early 20s at Praise Cathedral because Bobby Johnson would teach this to our church and our church there. And it was a large church. This had become, uh, what's the word, inculcated, infiltrated into the culture of Praise Cathedral, and, and the members would say it. If you were going through something, it was common for another member to look at you and say, I know you're going through a difficult time, but listen to me. God is in control. Everything's going to be all right. That became, the, it became a catchphrase, and, and, it, and it got into my spirit and into my life, and I realized that if I grabbed a hold of that, I could face anything that life throws at me. Come on, y'all want to shout because this is good preaching right here. I can face anything life throws at me. I'm going through one of the worst things in my life. I know some of you probably wonder, what in the world are you doing? I'm preaching this Sunday, but I'm not preaching next Sunday. Pastor T is going to preach next Sunday because my father is on the last leg of his journey. And as soon as I get through here, I'm going to go pick my family up some lunch and take it to the house. But I wanted to come preach one more time. But I have been saying over and over in my mind, I'm going to make it by the grace of God. I'm going to make it by the grace of God. I'll cry. I've already done some crying. I've been, I'm in the numb stage right now. I'm in the numb stage right now. But I just keep telling myself, and I wanted to come here today and talk to my church family and tell you that whatever you're going through, God is in control. I wanted to minister today. God is in control. Everything's going to be all right. You may go through some stuff. You may cry. You may weep. You may experience some loss. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. God is in control. Everything's going to be all right. You may think it's the end. It's just a bend in the road. Everything's going to be all right. You're going to make it by the grace of God. There is a peace that comes from God that is greater than your worries. And you may have to pray more than once. I don't want to mislead you. I've done a lot of praying the last few days, last few weeks. Praying all the time. You may have to stay on your knees as you walk through the trial. You can do that. You can stay on your knees as you walk through the trial. But you just hold. What is that song? Hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your life on things eternal. 
Hold to God's unchanging hand. That's what you do. You just grab hold and say, God, sometimes my grandbabies will do that. Those boys will grab a hold of my hand. Boy, there's nothing like when those boys grab a hold of my hand. I get a hold of Papa's hand. I, we, we're, we're in a lot of traffic. I say, get a hold of my hand. There's a lot of cars. Boy, they'll grab my hand. And they, listen to me, they won't let go. They know there's danger everywhere. They know those cars are dead. But they know as long as Papa's got me. As long as Papa's got me, I'm going to be all right. Papa, keep me from Are you listening to me? You got a heavenly father that's going to get you through this. You just grab hold of his hand and don't let go. This is not the time to question your faith. This is not the time to question God. This is not the time to get mad at God. Those are dumb. I'm just going to preach plain. That's dumb. It's dumb. Don't do that. I've seen people do it over and over again. It's dumb. That's the devil misleading you. You run to God. You run to him. And you say, you're the only constant I have in this world that's rocking and reeling. God will say, come on, climb up in my lap. It ain't rocking me. Not a thing that can rock me. I knew this was coming before it got here. And I know how it's going to be after it's all over. Everything's going to be all right. Just climb up here. I got you. I got you. He'll wrap his arms around you. And he'll give you peace. God will show up and grant you a serenity. The Bible says that you cannot explain. It surpasses all understanding. He says it's a peace so strong that it has the capacity to guard your heart and your mind. It'll guard your heart from feeling scared and apprehensive. It will guard your mind from ongoing worrisome thoughts. It's a peace that will allow you to sleep soundly at night. It's a peace that will keep you sane when you feel like you're about to lose your mind. It is a peace that permits you to stay focused on your daily affairs. You can function. It's a peace that helps you to continue to walk in faith in God. It's a peace that will help you to feel God's spirit in his divine touch in the midst of a storm. I'm good. I need four men, so I'm going to grab you, Keith. I'm going to grab you, Elder. Larry, you want to help me out? Let me get one more, somebody close. You want to help me out? Come on, help me out. I need four men. Help me out, okay? And then let me see. Let me, I'm going to get a, let's see, I'll get a lady. Lisa, come on, you help me out, all right? I'm going to illustrate this to you to help you to get a visual so you see we're preaching so, Lisa, come right over here. Lisa is you. She represents you, okay? She goes through things, goes through trials, goes through difficulties. She's had a few. I've walked with you through them. And you men represent the peace of God. So I want you to get behind her and turn your back to her. Just come right out here. Just come right here. Turn to her and just put your back to her. Keith, come over here and put your back to her on this side. Scott, put your back to her right here. And then Larry, put your back to your wife right here. All right, now just turn. That's the peace of God. That's some big old man right there. 
Those men right there, you're going to have a fight on your hands if you try to fight any of those guys. I always said for years, I got big men in my church. I pity the fool ever try to get after me. Be 50 men on you, you'd be in trouble real quick in this church. Hallelujah. Got a church full of men. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be worried. I'm going to be worried some thoughts. Something bad's about to happen. Oh, I need to tell Lisa. I need to tell Lisa something bad's about to happen. Get out of my way. Huh? But, but I need to get to her. I'll go over here. She's going to lose everything she's got. I need to tell her that. No, wait a minute. You're not going to let me get to her? I, but Yeah, but I want to. But she's going to lose everything she's got. She's going to get cancer. That report's going to be cancer. And, it's going, and she's going to die a horrible death. I need to tell her that. No, let me, I need to get to her. I need to get to you. See, that's what peace does. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. They're doing layoffs at work, and you're next. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your hat. Let me tell her that. I need to get. Now, now, wait a minute. Get out of my. I need to get to her. I need to tell her. Lisa's crying. She's crying in an illustration. You may cry. You may go through some feelings. But the thing is, God will make sure that the, that the fake news won't get to you, but that the truth will repair, prevail, that God is in control. By God's grace, you're going to make it. Everything is going to be all right. You might weep. You might cry. There may be some sorrow in your heart. You might have to fight the devil. You might have a few sleepless nights, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. God is in control. God is in control. Everything is going to be all right. Turn to five people and say, God is in control. Everything is going to be all right. Turn to five people and say, God is in control. Everything is going to be all right. Come on, somebody. Now turn to five more people and say, by God's grace, you're going to make it. Come on, turn to five people and say, by God's grace, you're going to make it. By God's grace, you're going to make it. Thank you, brothers. Hallelujah. Woo. You throwing fuel on that fire. Just keep doing that. Hallelujah. Come on, how many feel the Holy Ghost in this house? I feel the Holy Ghost. I was going to tell one more story, but I don't feel like telling that story right now. If you say, Pastor Chris, I am, I am going through something. I am facing something right now. If God ever gave you a message to preach, it's for me. I need God's peace. I need the reassurance. I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to come down here. I want you to line up across the front. Elders, prayer team members, would you come quickly and get ready to lay hands on these people? We're going to pray for you. We're going to do what the Bible says. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request. You come down here and get in front of one of these prayer team members. And we're going to pray. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do what the Bible says to do. Imagine that. We're going we're gonna to make a request to God. We're going to tell God what we're going through. We're going to get a little passionate. That's what I want you to do. And then I want you to say, thank you, God, in advance for taking care of this thing. And then watch as the peace of God comes into your life. Come on, let's pray first. And then you all get ready to sing. Come on, get me something good. And the name, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this powerful word. And I pray right now, God, that you'll touch me. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this house. Something is about to happen in this place. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I pray you will surround people with your peace, with your presence, so that folks will leave here today knowing everything's going to be all right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, y'all sing right now. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings in person or online at 10 a.m. For more information or to watch our services online, please visit us at www.highpraises.org or check us out on social media.